This is a podcast for the dreamers, a place to feel nourished and seen, a place to call in our highest path possible and to explore our desires, hopes, wishes, and dreams. I'm your guide, Emily Elliott. Welcome to The Magnetic Life. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of The Magnetic Life. I'm here today with Ashley Mariani, who's the founder of Mind Online Therapy and a mama to three beautiful children and wife to an amazing man. She is a lover of all things natural and a forever student. She believes that our bodies have the innate wisdom to heal and therefore works with the natural world to bring peace and healing to our lives. She is a couples therapist, human rights advocate, and birth trauma-informed therapist, and also has training in polyvagal therapy. She's a wealth of knowledge, and we're so happy to have her here today. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you. Yay! So excited to get into the nerdy and the spiritual and all the learnings. (laughs) I love this topic. I haven't actually done a podcast episode on this topic, which I find so interesting because... I integrated into the, all the work that I do with clients, but here you go. Yeah. There's a first time for everything. Yeah. And you know what? A big um, intention I had with launching this podcast is to give people the information towards things they don't even know that they don't even know. So we're going to shine light today on what's going on for people and they might not even be able to put a name to it or you know, really understand what's going on. Um, So let's start with that place. Why don't you describe what the nervous system is and why it's dysregulated for so many people? Okay. So because I've listened to your podcast and I think that there's so many amazing topics that have been touched on. I also want to preface it by saying I'm not a business coach, but I do support clients through their traumas and their thoughts that keep them stuck um, and keep them in um, in one place and, and stop them from growing in their business for sure. But everyone has a nervous system and, and the best place to learn about your nervous system is often with the people in your world. And it's very interesting how your nervous system shows up in your business. And yeah. um, that's usually very similar to how it shows up with our partners as well. So what is the nervous system? Um, The autonomic nervous system is a network of nerves throughout our body that control our unconscious processes. And these, these are the things that happen without you even thinking about them, such as your breathing and your heartbeat. And your autonomic nervous system is always active, even when you're asleep. And it's key to keeping you alive. It's key to your survival. So it can be divided into two parts, the central and the peripheral. The central nervous system is the brain, the spinal cord, and the neurons. And the peripheral nervous system is everything else. The peripheral nerves, neuromuscular junctions, cranial nerves, spinal nerves. And each of these systems plays a vital role in how information is communicated into the body. So... The role of the nervous system is receive the information from our senses, interpret it and communicate it back to the body and kind of interpret how we should be responding. The brain and the central nervous system control many of the functions of the body. Um, neurons are cells. I mean, we're going kind of back to high school right, science right. class. Um, 
So if you have a visual, your autonomic nervous system, which is like your umbrella for your brain, your spine, your neurons, your heart, your lungs, your internal organs, and then that gets broken down into two pathways, our central and our peripheral. Right. And then the peripheral gets broken down into two branches, which I talk often about sympathetic. So the system activates the body processes that help you in times of need or danger, especially in stress. And this system is usually called the fight or flight response, which I talk a lot about. And then the parasympathetic, which is the other part of your nervous system. And it does the opposite of the sympathetic. It's responsible for our digestion, our sleep, our feeling safe, and usually like libido. So they call it rest and digest or feed and breed. So something you said there that I think is important to highlight, he said... It takes the information and then process it and tells us what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So we live in a world where we have so much effing information all day long, nonstop. So it is not a friggin' wonder that everyone is just feeling fried because, you know, if the nervous system was developed, let's say in this utopian world where we're sitting in soil, looking at a bird and listening to the water. And now we have emails and crying and cars and highways and parties and, you know, generational trauma. So I really liked that specific thing you said, because when we now think of how much friggin' information this system is working with, it's like red alert, red alert. <laughs> totally. hundred percent. It's like living in a house where your smoke detector does not turn off. Right. Oh yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about this is, you know, in an ancestral way, you would have to run from a tiger. Okay, you're stressed over for the day. And now it never effing turns off. And have you ever seen that image where your your nervous system and your lungs, it all looks like the branches of a tree? Tree, yeah. It's like, okay, we used to live in the forest and we had cues and clues all around us. And now we're like looking at friggin... (laughs) walls and you know concrete and it's so friggin unnatural so all that to say this is an intense time and this is why we're here is to show people what is something you can do about this um so you know you see a lot of patients let's talk about the common signs you see that allow you to know that someone's nervous system is dysregulated. Okay. Um, A dysregulated nervous system will often cause us to respond via thoughts and feelings and behaviors in a very particular way to an event, to a person, to a situation, either by underreacting or overreacting. And it's usually caused by unresolved or unfinished stress stressors, let's say, which is what we call the stress response cycle, which could be an entire podcast in and of itself. It can also be caused by other like psycho-spiritual, lifestyle, behavioral, biomedical challenges. And we're constantly and kind of like picking up on this unconscious feedback from our environment, like you said, and we're, we're always looking for safety cues or cues of danger. 
Um, and Stephen Porges, who is the founder of the polyvagal theory, he calls this neuroception. And adjusting our behavior to stay safe is important and what, what our default is, but that kind of depends on our nervous system or our, sorry, on our circumstances. So if our nervous system is well-regulated, we will respond appropriately to our circumstances and threats. But once the threat is gone, our nervous system should return back to a balanced state. Right. If our nervous system is dysregulated and it's reacting to whatever situation there we're in on the basis of past stressors. So like traumas or um, things that we've gone through in the past that look similar or feel similar, it gets stuck in that threat response, even, even once the issue has passed or it perceives the current circumstances as a threat. And if that doesn't dissipate, then the threat response will not dissipate. So there's a discrepancy between our physiological perception of a threat and our Mm. external reality. So this is why it doesn't work when people say, just calm down. No, no. (laughs) It's not helpful. No, not at all. We need to complete the stress response. We need to be seen. And, you know, okay, so here's what comes to mind for me. You tell me if these are kind of true indicators of dysregulation. So um, ready to snap at the smallest thing where normally you'd be regulated. Um, Exhausted because your nerves are always going on full blast Mm -hmm. or hyped up because you just can't come down. Like there's no middle. Mm -hmm. Moody, um, reactive. Mm -hmm. Trying to think of what else comes to mind because even I've been in the corporate world. I've been everywhere. I've seen this so much. Um, We get like the allopathic labels of like anxiety, PTSD, OCD, ADHD, depression, insomnia, like poor attention, poor memory, addiction, exhaustion. Those right. are kind of like the the red flags that there's something dysregulated about your nervous system. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's really helpful. So, you know, let me feed this back to you and tell me if this is correct. It's like, mm-hmm. if you've been going effing full tilt for so long, it's like your nerves now don't know baseline. So if they don't know baseline, they're going to be in a hyper agitated, which is like an anxious state, Mm -hmm. or there's going to be nothing left to fire, which is kind of a depressive state. Yeah. Like catatonic. Yeah. Or like even like cyclical. Yeah. 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 Um, Withdrawal, shutting down, passive apathy. Yeah. That's super helpful because sometimes we don't link those things, mm-hmm. you know, we're not linking that there are this, this and that cause this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're making this connection now. Um, you're a business owner. I'm a business owner. Lots of people listening are lawyers, accountants, naturopaths. You know, we have lots of professionals in this audience. How is this chronic dysregulation then going to affect business performance and output. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it. So oftentimes when we start a business, we're worried about money, right? We don't, we don't get into business without an understanding of how this is going to profit us in a financial capacity. So how much are we going to make? How much do I have to spend to get to the place that I want to be? We're, we're also thinking about being liked. Liked If people like me enough, if I sell them a version of me that they want, I will make 
funny, which means that I can't be my true authentic self because nobody wants that. And that's not enough. So all of this like scarcity messaging rooted in fear, fear of limited resources and fear of abandonment or rejection. Then we, um, then we are in the fight mode when we, when we're focusing on threats, right? So meaning the messaging that we are sending out through our marketing and advertising, what does that look like? Are you preying on the insecurities and the fears of your customers and your clients because you yourself are projecting the fears? Could you be unintentionally like harassing clients or potential clients for their business using like that time-limiting messaging and pressure to purchase? Yes, yes. So when we're in flight or freeze, we're more likely to procrastinate doing the yeah. tasks that keep our business afloat. Uh-huh. Like um, we're more likely to feel that other people are saying and doing it better. So that imposter syndrome is coming in or, or saying like, what's the point? Um, I can't offer more than what's already out there. We're more likely to stop doing the things that we've put lots of time and effort into if we start to feel overwhelmed. And if we're people-pleasing, which is our fawning response, or we're using fawning as a means to market, we may come across to our audience as being like sellouts or partnering with businesses and brands that may be popular, but don't align to the mission and vision and values of the company. We may also employ people that are more aggressive Mm, and have and have what we perceive to be more confidence, which could result in boundary issues because now we're fawning, we're people-pleasing. And we may also give away too much of our resources for free or less than what we deserve. So everyone's nervous system ultimately wants them to move towards safety. So in your messaging, when you're in a business, there should be indications of security and clear expectations from what your clients and your customers are getting from you. You yourself should recognize where you feel unsafe in your business and work on how that fear shows up for your clients too. I've been scheming up something new for you with my friend and professional marketing coach, Kelsey Rydell. Your 2023 Business Leap is the highly anticipated program created by Kelsey Rydell, top-rated marketing coach, and Emily Elliott, professional mindset coach. It has had such a smashing success in round one that we will be offering cohort two in May, 2023. Your 2023 business leap is the most practical and effective way to get your small business amplified and earning in 2023 and beyond. Kelsey and Emily have worked with thousands of women and now you can get 12 weeks of access to both of them alongside a group of Leapers. But don't sign up yet. First, I want to make sure that you're ready to master your entrepreneurial mindset and figure out a foolproof marketing strategy to connect you with unlimited clients in just 90 days. Take big leaps in your personal goals and professional goals. Yep, they're correlated through working to dissolve mindset blocks and holding you back. Use the language that attracts success and map out your goals alongside other big dreamers. Get step-by-step guidance for writing a marketing plan for your unique business, including how to convert clients on social media, how to build a simple sales funnel that converts, 
how to leverage Google and SEO to get more leads for your website, and how to identify trending topics in your industry. When you're surrounded by entrepreneurs just like you who are ready to 2x, 5x, or 10x their business, you will feel the power of community, support, and momentum. Your 2023 leap is going to save you time, energy, and money. This program is especially designed for nutritionists, naturopaths, personal trainers, energy workers, and other holistic practitioners and artists who are ready to generate big impact and create time, money, freedom. So don't wait a minute longer. Your 2023 leap is for 30 individuals who are ready to step in to something big and beautiful. Learn more at kelseyridle.com slash 2023 and check out the show notes. That's actually super profound. So you're touching on an important subject here, which relates to friggin' everything in our lives, like yeah. our business, our romantic relationships, our friendships, our relationship with ourselves, which is, you know, what is your nervous system's unhealthy pattern? Mm-hmm. So is it the fight? Like, oh yeah, you think you're right. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, those sassy emails or <laughs> is it the people pleasing, which people pleasing isn't genuine. It isn't nice and it isn't real. So it's not even a nice reaction. And then um, the freeze, the procrastinate, not doing anything. And it's like, all of those are its own little dig your own hole and good luck getting out. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can even think of myself in which when I fall into there, um, I'm kind of over the people pleasing phase of my life, <laughs> but I'll go head to head with my partner. Like, I'll be like, oh yeah, you, you want to like, you know, <laughs> not aggressively, but I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just so fascinating that there's a whole massive, massive population out there that doesn't even know they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Like this might be the first time that they're like, oh, I get, am I, you know, bringing more fight, freeze or people please in order to try and self-regulate. So very, very important conversation. Um, so here's the question. We just talked about fight, freeze and fawn, what Mm -hmm. would you tell? So let's say whatever person A, B, and C all have these respective imbalances. What would be the primary medicine for each of these people? Well, we're not going to be perfect in all that we do. And the other thing that happens a lot is that we hire coaches, business coaches, a lot of the time who are projecting their own insecurities and their own businesses on to the people that they're coaching. Right. So totally, it's really gets really mucky and complicated when we have this hierarchy, this trickle down effect of who's impacting your business and who's impacting how you are conducting your business at the end of the day. So I think that a great place to start would just to be kind of like this radical awareness or this radical acceptance of this is what I'm doing. Maybe I'm not, I'm not going to tell myself I'm going to stop doing that. So if your marketing strategies are really rooted in, um, 
targeting fear-based messaging, maybe when you're posting on social media, it comes across as having to um, dismiss your competitors in order to make you sound valid as an individual. I'm not saying that you have to stop doing that. I think that the very first step is just to create an awareness around it. How often are you doing it? What When you do put pen to paper, when you do show up in your marketing and in your content creation, what is motivating you to create the content? Is it because you're terrified and you're like, oh my God, I have no clients this week. I need to get out there and I need to start creating and I need to pay for a bunch of social media advertising because... I'm not getting anywhere and it's all rooted in scarcity mindset. So just, just start by being super honest with yourself. And if you, if you don't feel like you can see the forest through the trees, ask your audience, ask your people, ask, have like a little, um, collection of individuals that give you feedback about your business so that you can better understand what their, what their experience is with your marketing and messaging and how you're running your business. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. I like what you're saying about kind of the fear-based marketing. It's like, sometimes we don't even know how we're coming across and just having that mirror is super powerful. Um, and you know, so I am a mindset and success coach Mm -hmm. and you're obviously therapist and my dream clients all work with a therapist because like, I would want them working with someone like you, right? Because I mean, from your perspective, this might simplify it, but from where my vantage point, I spend a lot of time looking forward with people, mapping out where do you want to go? What's the roadmap? If you get up in your car and you want to drive five hours away and you've never been there, you're not going to just guess. You're going to plug it in. So I get to help people map out, this is where I want to go. Because if you don't map it, it's likely not going to happen. So as we kind of uncover desire and what we want out of life, sometimes it surfaces like, what do I need to clear from the past to move forward? So um, yeah, I absolutely adore therapy. And I personally am always doing the work in my relationship and personally as well. Um, So yeah, I just want to take a second and celebrate you and all these holistic remedies coming together, right? Yes, thank you. So this one's really interesting to me. I wanted to ask you this. Is it true that we become the nervous systems that we're around the most? Yes. I want to say yes, because because of something called mirror neurons. So mirror neurons act in the way that that we see usually during co-regulation with um with the people in our lives or with um our children children are a great example so we get this messaging a lot where it's like you need to co-regulate with your child so your child can learn to self-sue so mirror neurons are really fun they're they're the neurons that mirror the actions and the behaviors of others therefore if we have someone who is regulated in our space and we feel dysregulated, we are more likely to regulate faster with them present. And in the same breath, if you're dysregulated, you can very easily influence someone's nervous system to replicate that dysregulation. 
So when I see someone who's learning to self-regulate or a couple that begins to co-regulate more effectively, I see so much less reactive behaviors, more responsive behaviors. I see the ability to receive more and reject less. And I see people who take things less personally and approach things a little bit more um, empathetically. Um, my angel, there's a quote by my Angelou that I really love. And it says, um, people forget what you said. People forget what you did, but people never forget how you made them feel. It's mm, a great one. So I know that some of the people I love spending time with the most are people who feel so grounding, mm-hmm. so stabilizing and that my mirror neurons pick up on that and it makes me feel grounded and stable. And ideally in business, you would want to create that calm for your client or for your customer. You want to remind them that they have the power to tune into their own body, regardless of what your business is, and find the stability. And they can do that through you and your stability. So that's always great to remember that like if you feel erratic or if you feel agitated then your your customers and your clients and the people that you're spending time with are going to pick up on that yeah my favorite part you just said was the choice to respond instead of react that's that's the whole medicine just the more we work on that right um i'm also laughing because my major imbalance is i move fast like lightning like everything has to be quick. I'm like, it's just my vibe. It's, I move quickly. My mom's like that too. Like we get it so much done, but then the downside is that at the end of the day, you're fried because you're not going at a sustainable pace. Right. So, um, when I was very, very imbalanced, I only wanted to be around people that were fast, like lightning. Like if people were really slow, I'd be like, so triggered. I'm like, I can't deal like, you know, like I'm going to jump over the sandwich counter and make the sandwich myself, you know? And then the more I got regulated and grounded, I actually craved people with the innate opposite as me. So it was reflected in friendships and, you know, that earthy slowness. I was like, oh, there's a lot to learn here. So that's something else, you know, listeners you can reflect on is, what is your primary? Are you fast like lightning, slow like molasses, whatever it is? And who are you attracting? I always find that fun. Yeah. And, and most people too, when they, when they go to, you know, this is the introvert extrovert conversation when they go to parties and they're like, ah, I just, I don't like being in social gatherings because I'm an introvert. Well, it it could also be that the people that you're spending time with their nervous systems just don't match up with yours. And so maybe that's just a cue for you to collect different different people with different nervous systems. Yeah. So I love it. It's such a fascinating topic. Um, Okay. So what are kind of like the top activities to help regulate? Maybe like the top one or two. Top one or two. That's a hard one. Okay. So I would say, okay, I'm not going to give you two. I'm going to give you four. I'm so done. Getting outside, being in nature, because nature is automatically grounding and there's an entire science around that. If you think it's just a woo-woo topic, it's not. 
um, <clears throat> intentional breathwork practice. And I'm not just talking about like, oh, remember to breathe. That's important too. But very intentional breathwork that if you are someone who operates more in your sympathetic state, your sympathetic dominant, then you're going to want to engage in more parasympathetic breathing. And if you're someone who's more parasympathetic dominant, so you have a hard time getting energized, then you're going to want to engage in more sympathetic type breathwork practice. Um, I would say blood sugar stabilization is huge for your nervous system as well. Um, And lifting heavy things like creating muscle mass on your body, not like bodybuilder style muscle mass, but just like have strength and, and some muscle toneness in your body so that you, your body feels strong and holding you up. That's brilliant. And I so, oh my gosh, the nature takes the cake. Mm-hmm. Like nature holds the codes, right? 100%. We're just trusting, allowing, receiving, letting go. So that's so key. Mm-hmm. Actually, I read this weird thing online that when you felt overwhelmed or dysregulated it was like do heel drops right because I don't like my children to see me feel stressed I feel like very sensitive to that so I looked at the whole upstairs there was clean laundry for like four rooms it had been scattered I was just looking at it and I felt my heart start racing and I was overwhelmed and I thought of this post and it was like just lift up your heel and drop them and I did it and it worked so Mm -hmm. why did that work That's a great question. I'm guessing it has to do with mindfulness and grounding. And I don't have like a scientific answer behind it. Yeah, that makes sense. It's the awareness too of like, my feet are planted, they are lifted. They are planted, they are lifted, they are planted. And so bringing your awareness and your attention back to what your feet are doing, your feet are your core to stability. And when we're thinking about nervous system regulation, we're really thinking nervous system stability. So if your feet are stable and you're aware of your feet being stable, um, that dropping feeling is just like, see, we're here, we're here. It's kind of like getting on a roller coaster and shaking the, the thing that goes around you to protect you. The, the, well, I can't think of a word right now. What is the word for it? you know what I'm talking about. They, they latch you down with your harness. They, and then when when the carny comes around and just does a little shake, you're like, Oh no, no, no. I need to shake this vigorously to know that I'm here. So yes, you're just kind of like testing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's an excellent response. So heel dropping, that's my thing of the week. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. So before we get into the last question that gets asked every week, um, just let people know where they can find you. Um, if you're looking for a therapist, I mean, Ashley is the real deal. Like so always growing in all facets of her life and practice and holisticness and just so conscious and holistic. So let people know where they can find you if they want to book a session. Um, so my website is mindonline.ca. Cool. And I spend far too much time on Instagram, which uh, my Instagram handle is at mindonlinetherapy.ca. Brilliant. Okay. So I'll put that in the show notes too. So it's easy to access. Um, and then as we wrap up today, what do you think makes a person magnetic? Hmm. I think it all goes back to the idea of, of 
how you make others feel and not from like that people pleasing idea, but just from like that entire Maya Angelou quote of if you can show up in a calm, regulated way, that is communicating safety to you. It's communicating safety to the people around you and people want to gravitate towards safety. So people will gravitate towards you if you can kind of vibrate this energy that is stable and confident and secure. Yeah, I love that. That confident, stable, and secure. That's, I mean, if that was in a Tinder profile, I'm sure most people be swiping. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Ashley, that was such a beautiful answer. And so much was learned here today. Thank you for bringing all your wisdom and your life experience to help us better understand the nervous system and, um, everyone definitely check her out online. Thank you. All right. Talk soon.